0: Welcome to the four eyes podcast brought to you by young OD connect. We give you a clear view into the new grad optometry world across Canada and the US. And we are your hosts. I'm Dr. Amrit Bilku. And I'm Dr. Deepan Carr. And today we're actually excited because we are going to talk about um, business partnerships. And so um, later on, we're actually going to have Dr. Manraj Fervaha join us. He is my business partner at Northern Sight Optometry, and we are very early into our business partnership relationship, Um, but I think we've already been going through this journey of opening up a private practice for almost two years now or a little over two years. So um, there's just a lot of things that we'd like to share because I think most of the time, business partnerships have more of a negative perspective, um, or a lot of people are hesitant to have a business partner. And um, so far, it's been pretty good, smooth sailing for us. So uh, we just wanted to share our experiences, and Deepon is going to have fun interviewing us. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So without further ado, uh, let's get started with the interview. Okay, we can start
1: because Monraj is getting nervous. So he's just like, "Okay, hey, when am I? When am I answering these questions?" Okay. So today we're going to be talking about business partnerships, the pros, the cons, all the nitty gritty details. So if you guys already didn't know, Amrit and Monraj here started a optometry practice together. Um, so we're just going to go into more detail about how they came about um, with their partnership. And yeah, we'll just talk more about that. But um, since a lot of you guys don't know who Manraj is, um, Manraj, give an introdux- introduction about yourself to our listeners.
2: Hi, Deepan and Amrit. Uh, thank you guys for having me on your, guys, on your podcast. Uh, I've been a listener for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm really excited to be here. Uh, but my name is Manraj. I'm an optometrist. I graduated in uh, 2017 from ICO. Uh, shout out to class of 2017. Uh, So I grew up in Toronto. There you go. (laughs) Uh,
0: For anyone not watching, Deep One's got the ICO sweater on, representing. We're all from ICO. But let me tell you right now, it's not a special day. She wears that every day of her life. So
2: I still have mine too. (laughs) I should have worn it too.
0: We do. We should have all worn it. We should have all worn it. That would have been perfect.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I grew up in Toronto, went to school in Chicago, uh, moved back to Toronto and uh, started practicing in 2017. Uh, practice a bunch of different places, uh, side-by-sides, uh, private practice, walk-in clinic, uh, so a bunch of different places. And now me and Amrit just opened our private practice about six weeks ago Northern mm-hmm. Side Optometry. And uh, so, yeah, it's been a fun process so far and uh, learned a lot and uh, just continue to work and grow from there.
0: Nice. And yeah, we're excited to get to know your side of the partnership because obviously Deep One knows my side and I've probably mentioned our partnership, you know, a couple of times on the podcast, but it'll be nice to really get into those details of how it's been successful so far. Knock, knock, knock on wood. Um, But so you mentioned, you know, you've been in a corporate side-by-side leasing for many years and now you finally made the decision to transition to private practice ownership. So what motivated you specifically to switch that mode of practice?
2: Yeah. So with the side-by-sides, it's been a great experience. Uh, I still have two locations that I go to in the States, I would say similar to like Target or Walmart. And uh, it's been a great experience where you have low overhead. You can see a lot of patients grow your practice still independent in a sense where no one's telling you exactly how to run your practice Uh, But there are some limitations as well. So some of them are the equipment. It depends on the sublease, but in my particular sublease, there's a limited space and having different equipment like Mm -hmm. OCT or visual fields. Uh, So that was one thing I really wanted to do with the private practice side is uh, be able to practice full scope, use all our knowledge that we've learned in school. The other side is the the business side. So that's something I do enjoy, which was a good uh, process with the subleases where you get to, Run your own business, grow your practice, have associates. Uh, but I've always, since optometry school, wanted to go into private practice. And I feel like if I never took that jump, it would always be like, "Oh, what if I did private practice?" So uh, it's been a good uh, transition. Definitely a lot of work, uh, as i you know, <laughs> it's yes. a, a lot, of, a lot, uh, a lot of small details that you have to figure out. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's been good. So now we can grow our practice and go from there.
1: So. After graduation from ICO, did you know you were gonna do like a side by side? because can you tell everyone how many you had initially <laughs> at at one yes. point in time? At yes. what point yes. in time? because when I heard that, I was like, does Munraj sleep at all? Like how does he manage that many? or is that normal for I don't know. like is that normal? Yeah, I don't that's know a good
2: question. When I first graduated, I started just as an associate. So I was working for a doctor at one of those side by side offices. Um, yeah. and she had a few locations, so I would travel to the different locations and as an associate at first. Uh, then uh, there was a few subleases that opened up about an hour away, and I, they offered, uh, they presented the opportunity to be a sublease doctor. Uh, it was like an hour away, so it was, I was a little, a little bit hesitant, but I thought it'd be a good way to kind of step into that mm-hmm. field and learn more about it so I took the opportunity with one location and then another one came up and I started I took that one uh, and then the doctor I was initially working for she went to a different place so her five locations opened up oh so I was just God. like okay let me try to do as much as I can I'd go like to each location like once a week uh, once every other week and uh, at one point I had 10 locations I was going to and managing oh my uh, so it' was a good setup. As long as I remembered where to go.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I didn't forget. Well, and, so that was good.
0: And you weren't at every location like once a day every week. I, I remember you yeah. said like if one location was super, super far, it was like once every other week.
2: Yeah. Maybe some for days half I, a day. I would go to two in a day. Yeah. So that's split up. Oh, okay. Uh, but I did. Then it was at a point where the practice was growing yeah. and I couldn't be everywhere all at once. So I started hiring some associates uh but since some of the locations are pretty far away outside the gta like an hour and a half two hours uh, it was really tough to find associates which yes. was one of the limitations of the side by side yeah but it was a great learning experience like trying to have partnerships with all the different opticians in each location uh, mm-hmm. manage those relationships manage the relationships with the associates uh, scheduling doing their billings so mm-hmm. i learned a lot that way but i realized i was stretched a little too thin so i just Downside some locations.
0: Yeah. And I think that was the really hard part. So I actually reconnected with Munraj after school because I ended up contacting him asking if he knew anyone looking for work. And he was like, Yeah, do you want to work at my side by side in Newmarket? And I was like, Yes, I need a job. I'm broke. Like, pick 10 or have 10 10 choices for you. Which one? (laughs) Which one would you like? But it's hard because I was that only associate and I remember Manraj was like, you know, why don't you just come for like three months or something and, you know, I'll look for another associate and like two years went by and, and I was the only doctor there once a week. Right. And then all of his other locations, I remember he was trying for like two years to find associates at all of his other locations and it's hard. No one wants to drive north of a big city. Right. Cause all their families in the big city, all the livelihood is there for young people. And yeah, it's hard to get people to commute that far. I still don't know how he does it now. It's a far, commute.
2: yeah. Like now I go to just like Barry and Alliston. Uh, so it's like an hour away. But then some of the other communities I used to go to are like an hour and a half, two hours away. And then when I had to stop there, you would feel bad because those patients are, you develop good connections with them. Yeah. Uh, they're really happy to see you they're underserved populations where right. they have to wait like six months to get a, an eye exam so uh, people when we were graduating i don't know if it was like this for you guys but everyone was saying oh like the market's saturated there's so many optometrists mm-hmm. in the area when i came here start practicing and then i f- tried to find doctors there's always a demand for it
0: i actually wanted to sorry i wanted to add a little bit to the first question because mm-hmm. um the first time we ever talked about opening a practice together and I mentioned this to you earlier this week, you turned me down and you said, no, you're like, no, I'm not looking into practice ownership. Um, you know, finances, uh-uh, I'm not in that space. And I swear in less than six months, I think we had the conversation again and you were like on board. So did anything change about your, your setting at that time that made you like switch your thoughts right away?
2: With like doing running the subleases, I was doing it like solo, so I wasn't always sure, like if I opened a private practice, I was like, is this something I want to do myself, or can I do this with a partner? Because I got so used to working solo, so that was one thing. The other thing was, uh, like I said, I always wanted to open a private practice. I just never knew when the right time would be, and I was seeing the subleases were harder to maintain and keep those associates and fulfill that patient base, the way I was going. Plus I was commuting a lot uh, and I was kind of getting sick of the commute. So all those things kind of factored into, I was like, okay, let's look into opening a practice. Uh, Having a partner would be a great option. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a lot of pros and cons, uh, but, and then opening up somewhere close to home would be awesome too. So,
1: yeah. So then, I mean, Munrad, you just kind of went into our next question. so how did you decide that a business partnership um, was something that you were comfortable with compared to solo ownership?
0: That could be a question for both of us, anyways. Yeah. Because we both made that decision. I know for sure for me, a big decision to contact Munraj and ask if a business partnership was on the table is finances. I definitely knew I wanted to be a practice owner because I'm also very headstrong. I have a vision of what I of how I want to practice and what I want to offer patients. And so if I'm a practice owner, I I can do that can I afford to own a practice and run it all by myself with what I want to offer? Absolutely not in this stage of my life, all by myself. So I knew having a business partnership would be helpful financially. There's so many other ones, but I feel like that was what just kind of triggered me to message Munraj one day and be like, Hey,
1: what do you <laughs> think of this? Uh, <laughs> I just cool. basically chased Munraj down and I like, did. Be my I partner. Did. And he was like, not yet.
2: <laughs> and then eventually you wore happened. him down.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So then Manraj, getting into that conversation, how did you even know about this place? Right? Like, how did you even find yeah. it? How did you hear about it? What so, connections do you have? <laughs> he it's many.
2: Funny, uh, there's actually no connection. It's just me commuting all the time. I pass by a lot of plazas and I pay attention to what's growing and what's not. So this plaza, the one that we're open in now, we actually, like I drove by it many times. So just reached out a few times uh, about it and they had an availability. And But going back to your other question about like what, like why I chose partnership and what I thought would be good. So like Amrit said, having a, financially it's really important. Uh, you could open cold without having a partner, but it is tough. Especially the one of the biggest advantages we can uh, be at the practice and we can work on the side as well, so right now I'm there two and a half days a week, and Amrit's there two and a half days a week, and the other uh three and a half like the other days we're working at other places, so that just helps your cash flow and uh the other thing is I wanted somebody who can kind of complement my weaknesses, so finding some a partner where they can do the things that you don't do as well uh, is a great benefit so like for example, uh, Amrit's really good at social media, social media is not my strong set. She does a great job at it and that helps her practice a lot. Another thing is VT. She's really good at VT. I kind of pass everything on to her, but I actually no, are gonna, <laughs> gonna learn.
0: We're going to learn. We're going to teach you. I have to do a, a in-office yeah, lecture up. on VT
1: soon. <laughs> well, not yeah. just like, I don't know, this kid's gaze tracking is off. See, I'm <laughs> ready. <laughs> but I mean, also you guys are not like, so I mean, this was not like any partner you guys chose, right? So what, like what qualities do you guys look for in a business partner and what's important to you and what would you consider red flags for yourself Mm -hmm. where you're like, Oh, I don't, you know, maybe this Mm -hmm. is not a good idea. I will say one thing that I think can apply to anybody who's
0: looking for qualities of a business partner. You do want someone who has ultimately the same goals, mission and values for the practice that you have, but you want their maybe personality and decision-making and other qualities to be polar opposite to you. Because what Munraj said, we have different qualities. Mm-hmm. So we pretty much make a whole, right? I can do some things and the Munraj can do some things and like we're great in different areas. So we kind of cover all of our bases there. But at the end of the day, even if we disagree on, you know, how to market something or how to do pre you know, who, you know, what. what's the order like? At the end of the day, our goals for Northern side optometry are the same. So yeah. whatever decision we make, we know that the decision will make the practice better. It'll make the practice grow. It'll be good for the patients and good for the business. So it's kind of like an umbrella be on the same level and then just have different qualities to achieve those goals that's right. just generally what i think is a good business partnership
2: yeah and we uh, when we first started out we were we both like talked about our values what we want to see in a practice uh, we kind of listed them out we did some exercises talk to other doctors who are in partnerships yeah. uh, just because it is a big step to take on a partnership you're growing a business talking to each other often uh, sharing ideas any idea you have you want to it also makes you second-guess certain decisions uh, in a good way because, you are not just going to make a rash decision. You're going to think it through and be like, okay, is this something that uh, Amrit would agree with as well? And is this something that's good for the whole business? So uh, it does put a different perspective to it. But doing those exercises in the beginning, that helped a lot too.
0: And I'll talk about those exercises. If anyone is debating on having a business partnership, what we did when we both finally came to the agreement that we're interested in possibly practicing together, I started Googling qualities to look for in a business partner or questions to ask when interviewing a business partner. And then I found a list of questions. I just made it on a Google doc, sent it to Munraj. And I just said, you know what, why don't you just yeah answer these questions? I'll answer them. And then let's get on a phone call like next week and let's go through our answers together. And the the questions were, you know, what's your main motivation to open a practice? Where do you see the practice in five years, 10 years? What are your opinions about, you know, vacation days, sick days? It was a very, it was like what, like 15, 20 questions, like quite detailed. And then when we were on the phone, we started going through the answers and like all of them were almost the same. And so mm. that's kind of, I thought that was a really cool exercise and it's unbiased. And that'll give you an idea of how the other
1: person thinks. I have a random question. Um, <laughs> do either of you have any family members that are like our entrepreneurs where they have their own business and could help guide you guys? Or are is this like, oh, this is something we're totally figuring out on our own or even friends, close friends that are like that?
2: Yeah, uh, for me, like most people in my family, they they haven't really owned a business. So I'm one of the first people, I guess, in my family to open a business or be an entrepreneur. Uh, so I never had that many people I could bounce ideas off of. I do have other optometry friends, like my classmates that have opened practices recently. So definitely always reach out to them, uh, ask them a lot of questions.
0: I just went out meeting people that own practices through Instagram, cold calling some of them that I followed for like three years. And I shout out to Respect I Care. Steven, he helped me a lot. Dr. Harbir Sayan, uh, he helped me a lot. Um, like I just kind of cold called people and asked them, you know, how is it running a business? Dr. Harbir Sayan has a partnership too. Asked him a lot of partnership advice. And um, yeah, so that that kind of helped guide my decisions for getting it started.
1: I was gonna ask too, what were your what were your guys' red flakes for business business partners?
0: Definitely for me, someone who is like me. I I know hundred percent I would I, <laughs> I'm <not just> like, a <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, there you go. It's I get along with people like me, but if I have to win an argument or like I want my decision to be the decision that's agreed upon it it would not go well with a person who argues like me.
1: Yes. Because I, I always win anyways. So
0: that. I need to argue with a nice person. I
2: win. Yeah, no, it, it helps like uh, our personalities are different because yeah. we're more like, um, like I'm more, I let things go a little bit easier, especially like in the practice and stuff too. Uh, yes. But that could be a bad thing as well, for sure. So having a partner that it's a little bit more attention to detail or it's a good balance yeah. to have.
0: So yeah, if I mean, I think, think you guys relax
2: and doing nothing. I think it'd be too chill. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you, you know what? Um, I will add one thing. Now, this all depends on. This can be very different for everyone based on their life circumstances, their financial status, and just their age. But I had a sense that Manraj and his wife are in a similar, um, financial state to myself and my husband. So I know Manraj is an optometrist. That's very easy to estimate what his average salary is. And, you know, he has jobs. He can get a job later if something goes wrong. We know what our salary is. And his wife is an accountant. And my husband is a software engineer. So that also gave me myself a little hint that, okay, Manraj and I are going to be financially struggling opening this new business. Our Mm -hmm. bank accounts might end up being negative for a little bit. But we both do have a cushion. We have a spouse that has a pretty steady job with a pretty decent salary who can help support the other. And th- that actually was um, that played a big role in me also kind of deciding who would be my business partner. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think it, for me it would be it would be difficult for me to know without directly asking someone what their financial status and situation is if they lived alone. Um, if, like if they didn't live with any family, they didn't have anyone else um, to kind of help them out, then I would be nervous, too, to be like, well, how are you going to you know, support yourself if we're going to be dumping all of our money into this huge project and business?
2: Another thing we spoke about was uh, what we're going to do with the finances in the business, how it's going to be split up, uh, which mm-hmm. I think was important if somebody goes on maternity leave or paternity leave how that would affect the business. So there's a lot of little details you have to think about as well because those little details can add up and become a big problem.
0: Yeah, I think that partnership questionnaire though was kind of the window into, okay, well, if your answers don't line up, now we have to discuss them to say, well, why do you believe this way? Why do I believe that way? How you express your answer in even just that questionnaire can give you a sense of, How is this person when you know making a decision or discussing something? Are they more aggressive, aka me, or are they more kind? Like, are they more welcome and opening to your advice? Do they shut you down, me? Um, (laughs) So, so Uh, I I I want to say
2: that uh, I feel like uh, you've probably grown a lot too since uh, we started this partnership, where you've uh, been more willing. Yeah, we'll go
0: into the pros and cons of us actually working together soon. <laughs> but well, yeah, well, I
1: mean, why don't why don't you guys talk about it? So, what have been the pros and cons of like a business partnership throughout the process of, um, you know, um, getting your guys's lease, the construction, and now operating the business?
2: When you're working full time, just dividing up the workload is huge. Uh, that's been probably one of the biggest benefits. Also, we talked about a little bit. The pros are like financially. Uh, you get to split time. You can still continue to work while yeah. being at the practice. Yeah. And uh, the third thing I would say is the pro is like you get a different perspective. Sometimes when you're doing something yourself, it's just you think about it one way and you don't think about it any other way or you think like, okay, my way, I've done it like this before, so this must be right. It's worked before. Uh, but having a partner, they have different opinions. So it gives it challenges you and it forces you to rethink and uh, be more open have open
1: perspective. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I can add to pros with all of the stuff during, you know, finding a lease and trying to sign a contract for a space. Like Monraj said, you get flooded with a lot of emails, a lot of phone calls, a lot of lawyer um, invoices and, (laughs) and a lot of like fees that you have to pay. And I think we were getting like at least like five, six emails a day going back and forth, negotiating. Especially with our
2: landlord, like the whole lease process was probably more uh, hectic than it is for most people. But
0: yeah, very emotionally draining. And so just to have another person that understands fully what you're going through is there to help you and you can split up the work 100%. Like that was the best part of the partnership in the beginning. I think it'll be more exciting when we actually get to start working together side by side. Because then that'll be more fun. We can also bounce like exams on top of each other. And like, we can just kind of like yeah. talk about our patients and be like, okay, what do you have? I have this. I like learning from other ODs. I always ask for their advice, their opinions. And so once we're actually able to practice together, I feel like that's going to be like the best, con- uh, the best pro.
2: Yeah, for sure. That's one of the things I liked about working at a different private practice was as other doctors there, you can balance ideas. You learn from them. One of the cons is though when uh, you want to arrange things it's a like certain ready. way, and you come back the next day, everything's gone and moved back.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like
2: the TV today.
0: <laughs> so, like when they say it's a marriage, I always felt like that's so stupid. You know, like why? Like why would you call it a marriage? Like I don't. It's a different relationship. Like yes, it's a business relationship. Monraj is on speed dial under my husband. And like, it's (laughs) Manraj and I, especially when we signed our lease and our construction was happening, I swear we were texting each other at like five 30 or six in the morning, like before Ajahn would even wake up. And the minute he wakes up, he's like, why are you on your phone? I'm like, I'm talking to Manraj. I'm like half asleep. And he's like, you guys are literally texting first thing in the morning. I'm like, it's important. (laughs) baby like this is literally our child and so Manaraj and I are communicating with each other anytime every single day from like 6 a.m till midnight like if something is up if we need something we're constantly constantly talking to each other and we're learning each other's personalities each other's emotions reactions flaws like everything and so it's really become like a second marriage. Like, I feel like we know so much about each other. We know when we're pushing each other's buttons, we know how to stop an argument just to like, let the other person kind of like have it. <laughs> and, then, and yes, we bicker a lot about placement placement.
1: That's a, <laughs> so that's what's an example of this argument you guys had about oh my placing gosh. equipment, I'm assuming, or no, oh. Oh. <laughs> it's pretty what standard. Mean? We
2: have that laid out uh, based on where we put all the drawings and everything like that. Uh, it's just little things like...
0: Say it, Munraj. Say it the, all.
2: The Where the flower... We, like, Katie puts flowers <laughs> in a certain place or... Uh, the flowers? Sign. What
0: like, like, do we sound oh. like a bickering, like, married couple now? When Like he a said pot of flowers? flowers? <laughs> like,
1: for decoration?
2: No, so we got a lot of flowers from the grand opening, like, as oh. gifts. So, we had okay. a bunch... But uh, Amra just likes to move everything however she likes <laughs> So now it's just for fun. We just move stuff around on purpose. Yeah, so too. It's,
0: I feel like we bicker about little things, but the bigger decisions, the finances, the, just the way the practice is running so far, we've been pretty good. And if we have come to a disagreement, which we have at some points, like, for example, office hours, we just talked about that Um. We disagreed for a good like week or two. And then we had another sit down conversation and said, okay, well, this is where I'm coming from. This is where you're coming from.
2: As long as there's good communication between like a partnership, then it'll always work out.
1: Definitely. It's only been, how long have you guys been? Eight weeks. Eight (laughs) weeks. (laughs) Okay, eight weeks. Eight years, we'll do another one of these (laughs) podcasts.
2: But well, we started this process, I think, 2021, right?
0: Yes, I was just yeah. about to add that. I mean, we've been open for two months, but we were in negotiations and and trying to get the offer to lease since 2021. So it's been a two-year process of Manraj and I speaking day in, day out on the phone, texting, like really figuring this all out. Um, so we've really gotten that connection over two years Um, before the practice even started and so that was a really good way to build our partnership
2: yeah but so far it's been it's been fun it's been rewarding uh thinking about an idea talking about it and now going through all the process all the hard work and executing and now you actually have a practice there standing and all the little details we thought about the vibe it's kind of come through yeah Uh, the equipment's all set up so that's all good now and now let's hope it runs and we'll go from there
1: yeah. you Hope know it's it crazy runs. when when what was the first time you met Monraj It was probably through rav oh my god i goodness. Never thought like yeah. man this is this gonna be my business partner in eight years or something or whatever five <laughs> deep on would you like to become third partner we're waiting no. for you to move to toronto we
2: <laughs> have a third exam room
1: <laughs> i know Amrit already told me she's like come here we have you guys have like four exam rooms she's like take all yep. the exam rooms you need
2: yep <laughs> There's no, no equipment, but there, there's an exact.
1: <laughs> Actually, um, I have a question. How far do you guys live from your practice? Is it like really close? Five yeah. Years.
2: So I'm like, she's five minutes away. I'm 10 minutes away. So it's super close.
1: Wow! So like even Monraj scoping out that plaza and was like, oh, like Monraj, did you, did you know at the time Amrit lived that close there or no?
2: I knew she lived uh, in like close by as well. Cause mm-hmm. she was going to okay. market like the other location. Okay. Um. So I knew it was a kind of in between our house. Okay. But yeah. yeah, I definitely wanted to be somewhere close to this area. Yeah. Just because yeah. our community. Um, it's a growing area. So definitely scoping out the location was important.
1: Yeah.
0: I think that was a huge thing for both of our mental health too. It's, it's really, really nice to have a practice close to home. And yeah. then um, that was a huge uh, bonus for both of us during construction time. You know, if something happened at the practice, again, if one of us is at work, the other one could just kind of drive there, check check out what's happening, the construction work, the, the fire, when there was the big, I don't know if people ever saw my Instagram stories that one time there was a humongous fire where almost 70 homes under construction were burning in flames right in front of our practice that was still under construction and our unit almost burned down. Pretty much, and I was at home. Monraj was in Barry or somewhere, and yeah, like an hour and a half away, right? And I live five minutes from the fire, so I was like, "Hey, just calling you to let you know, um, our practice is not burning down, but when <laughs> you come home, you should drive by and check on it because now I have to go to work, and this fire is not getting out." Monraj is like, "I'm sorry, hello, hello, what? There's a fire." <laughs> So
2: it's we <laughs> it
0: was good to it's good to live close to the practice. I think yeah. it makes it it's it's good for our mental health
1: too. I know. I was gonna say I actually had um another practice owner tell me he did not want to live close to where he practiced and owned his business because uh he did not want to see his patients all the time in yeah. the community. So I thought that was an interesting point. Um, I guess, would you guys care if you saw your patients, if you went out to dinner and they were like, oh, my God, hi, Dr. Bilku, or like, you know, like, hi, Dr. Favaha, like, would you? Guys I see? probably wouldn't
2: mind too Are much. If <laughs> I, like, <zero>. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'd be
1: like, I'm not going to answer. Like, I'm not going to uh, respond to that.
2: <laughs> the other, like because when I was working at uh, the other places, when I was a little bit far further away, Uh, it's nice seeing the patients, but then you don't get the continuity with the patients. So Mm -hmm. that's what I like here. We can now see our own patients, see them for longer, see their families, and then seeing them in the community. uh, As long as they're not like bothering you, I think it's... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: As long as they're not harassing you. Uh, No, actually, I'm the same. And again, I feel like that kind of chimes into, you know, we have similar values at the end of the day. One of our um, goals for the practice is to make it feel like a family friendly office and we wanted to feel like a community so even for myself if I saw patients outside of work um if they approached me I'd actually feel very like humbled like oh wow okay like you remember me that's mm-hmm. so cool um if they were coming up to me with like an angry face and be like you charge my insurance this much <laughs> I'd be really nervous but also I feel like I work. Even you, Monraj, we both work at least, like, we work six days a week. I mean, I'm never even out in my own city. I'm always at work. So I'm at work <laughs> or I'm in my house. I never,
1: I don't just go out around my town. That just doesn't happen. So, well, they say business partnerships are like a second marriage. So let's see how well you guys know each other by now. So first question, who is most likely to handle staff or team disputes immediately. So basically who's more confrontational or who's more comfortable with that? Me. (laughs) So (laughs) Manraj and Amrit both agree it's Amrit. (laughs) Um so yeah, like say if there's a situation when you guys have more team members, two of them are, you know, arguing about something and then they one of them goes up to you and says, um, there's an issue who is most likely to just handle that and communicate about it right away versus going, okay, we'll, we'll deal with it later. <laughs> no.
2: Yeah. I would say Amrit would do it right away.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, I would probably do it later. Like, or...
0: I think Manraj would have to do it if I'm not in the practice. He'd be like, okay, well... No, he would just
1: ha- boot it over to you, Amrit, yeah. the next day and be like, Amrit, there was a situation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's 100%. Yeah, yeah, it's actually pretty good team members would find out about this and eventually would just go to Amrit and be like, only Dr. No, but, Milka will deal with this. But
0: I will say, but Munraj would be the one to, like, handle that dispute better, but he would not be the one to oh. handle it first because I'm also But just, what do you
1: mean he would handle it
2: Like,
0: I think better. he'd just be nicer to both staff members about ah. it. I, I wouldn't be as empathetic... Okay. If a sta I I would just kind of be like why are you guys wasting time arguing? Like I, you know, unless someone was actually being rude to somebody else, you know, yeah. it's, of course, but if they're just arguing of you didn't book this patient the right way, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. I'd be like okay, no one cares who did what. Like you know, fix it. Like fix a problem. <laughs> I don't care who's upset. I think Manraj would at least if it's brought to him, he'd be like okay, like, you know, X, yeah, tell, tell me, you me you. apologize to Y girl, and <laughs> you know, you guys should all just be friends. And
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can totally see Monraj go- <laughs> and then the girl or whoever the team members X be girl like, oh, like, girl, and Y
0: So that's I what think happens that's- now
2: with uh, you and Katie.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's I'm not gonna lie, the three of us all actually bicker together, and <laughs> half the time Katie is on manraj's side, and then half. The half the time she's on my side so it doesn't help but that's what happens
1: who is most likely to impulse buy the newest optometric piece of equipment i think Monraj. Oh, they pointed really? to each other <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know, I would, fight for yourselves why <laughs>
2: <laughs> i would probably want the latest piece of equipment but then i wouldn't buy it unless i had to look at all the finances
0: oh yes Okay. That's true. But I'm also extremely picky and stubborn. I would not have an impulse to buy something just because it's brand new and the technology's new. I actually judge and question all new technology. So I do want to impulse buy what I want for the practice or like not,
1: not just because like news came out, that something fancy came out. I was going to say, uh, was there something like a specific piece of equipment that you are already, like each of you are already thinking about where you'd be like, oh, we need to get that later on? I think right now it was technically our virtual visual field.
0: Yeah, um, yeah I think when wanted to hold off on it a little bit longer and I said, screw it, the loan is here, let's just get it. And he was like, <laughs> well, it costs this much. I'm like, forget about it. <laughs> Throw it in the bill. I was like, just get
1: it. Okay. So I think Monraj yeah. wins the case here. You're the impulsive eye.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was a perfect example.
1: This is actually one of my favorite ones. Who is most likely to squeeze in another emergency, even if their schedule is already overbooked and you're running behind like 20 minutes? So Amrit's pointing at Munraj and Munraj... If yes, agrees. It would be him. Okay, okay. hundred yeah, percent. He has absolutely. a soft.
0: He has a soft spot for patience. I can tell.
1: So, Monraj, yeah, when you like say, it. when you say yes to that, it like if if that actually happened, would you? Does that stress you out, or are you just kind of like, uh I'm just gonna be behind another like thirty minutes. Not a big deal. Because I'm like Amra. Right. I I would be like, go somewhere and- else. Yeah, if
2: I fall behind on my schedule, I do. It does like stress me out for sure. So I, I hate being behind, but mm-hmm. if it's like an emergency, then I'll, I'll squeeze them in. Because, uh, yeah, usually I'm like, okay, I'll be able to catch up or like make up for it. Okay. okay. Uh, but, like so far in our practice, it hasn't happened because it's pretty slow, but mm-hmm. <laughs> and in other places it's happened. Okay.
1: <laughs> Ooh, okay. Who is most likely to panic if all your electronics stop working and everything has to be done through paper? Oh. oh
0: they pointed I, to each other can I, can I say both of us though I've seen both of us panic oh really <laughs> you know what how is it handled how would you guys handle this situation internally both of us would panic
2: yeah internally, but yeah.
0: externally we show it in different ways okay I would be more verbal and frantic and you do this you do this like I'm I get more bossy and I just go okay let's figure out a system and okay everyone just get to it manraj i feel like panics quietly yeah. internally
1: I'm i was trying just, to
2: figure out how to solve it and right uh, he's like just
1: see Munraj in a corner, just like talking to us and amra just telling but everyone. there's a
2: problem if that ever did happen because all our equipment's like our vhr's electronic robbers electronic now Digital. So maybe we need like a backup generator
0: yeah. i think um yeah there you I go we... i'm giving you these ideas Depot's just I helping you us prep for doomsday pretty much I know. before no, before I the mean, divorce before the two-year follow-up podcast
1: <laughs> i've been in the situation before at one of my clinics where everything kind of just shut down yeah um and i was panicking because i there we had a fully booked day and i was like we had nothing set up well for, i don't like, panic at all scripts. That's called canceling everybody for the day. That's like Well, it wasn't my practice. So the decision True. was to continue on. But yeah, I'm um I think I'm more like Manraj. I kind of panic inside and then in my head I'm like saying all these things like what needs to be done. Yes. But I'm but externally I'm like trying to be as friendly as possible. I'm like, okay guys, yes. we're gonna get through this. Everything's gonna be okay. But inside I'm like dying. So yeah. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, Oh, okay. This is also one of my favorite questions. Um, who is most likely to go the longest without interrupting the patient who tells you their life story, their mother's life story, and their great grandmother's life story. And again, you're falling 30 minutes behind.
2: Well, 30 minutes. Yeah. Probably. Yeah.
1: Munraj. Hundred okay, percent. ever pointed to Munroj, and Munroj agreed it, it would be him. Okay, so like is I just the more patient pra- one.
2: <laughs> when I first started practicing, that was like uh, it was hard to cut off patience, but now I yeah. feel like I've gotten better at it. <laughs> yeah, but- <laughs> he's like I
1: only it. let them go up to their mother's life story. <laughs> that's yeah. it. That's what it's kind of. It that's
0: because that's what he does for for me and Katie. I feel like we just keep talking, and Manraj just goes, "Okay." <laughs> Can you stop
1: talking now? (laughs) Let's walk away. Yeah. You guys did pretty good. I think the only one you guys got, like there's only two that you guys pointed at each other. So you guys know each other pretty well. And you could probably tell how well you guys balance each other out from those questions too. So good.
0: It is, it's always scary having a business partnership because most other, like a handful of other ODs that I know I talk to who have had business partnerships in the past um all failed and mm-hmm. and and they just decided to you know split move on some maybe stayed friendly some don't talk to each other anymore if something happens it'll happen we cannot stop it we know we tried our best to you know mm-hmm. put our all into the business together and we also prepared our exit strategy with our lawyer <laughs> that, that, that was a huge one where,
2: yeah that's something we didn't talk about was a Creating a partnership agreement, yes. uh, having a lawyer drafted up, just yeah. in case there is any conflict or if there is, uh, if you're ever selling the business, uh, that there's a whole strategy in place and you guys know about it before. So yeah. there's no, yes, nothing exactly. to worry about. So yes. talking to Dr. That's actually Ceylan
1: a very good. important point. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's it, Munraj. You made it through. See? Just Yay. Like, you she made she it ended through. With
2: something positive. She ended it with like, Everything going
0: south. So. Oh, <laughs> you should just chime in then
1: be like, "But it's not going south. It's only going north."
2: There oh. you go. There you I go. Say go? it again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Four Eyes, the podcast series brought to you by Young OD Connect. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram or YouTube at Four Eyes Optom for more content. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.